1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Good morning, everyone. What a blessing it is to be able to come before you uh, today, this morning, on this Mother's Day. Amen. Praise the Lord. So before I begin, I want to echo what Pastor said in our group uh, page this morning. Happy Mother's Day to every mother that is here in the sanctuary today, as well as every mother out there In uh, on the Facebook live. We wish you a happy, happy Mother's Day. Amen. And also what I want to do, last week we didn't do this, I want to, anyone here that has a birthday in the month of May or an anniversary in the month of May, I'm not going to sing happy birthday or happy anniversary. (laughs) I got too much thinking I'm thinking about right now to even hold a good note, but I want to wish you a happy birthday today, as well as happy anniversary. Uh, we care for you and we love you. Amen? All right, well, let's get this party started. Ooh, glory Amen. to God. Giving honor to God, our uh, our pastor. I don't know if he's in the building today or not, but I'm sure he is uh, online. And we pray, so we thank God for his safe return back to the States. Amen. And we thank God for the work that was performed over in Africa. I can't remember both of the countries, but I know the newest country that he entered into was Uganda. And uh, so we've established connections there, and that's a wonderful thing. So the the word of God is being preached, and we are a small part of a bigger picture. So we thank you. We praise God for our pastor and uh, being back and recovering um, on uh, this week. Praise God. Thank God for each one of you that are here today, all of the elders and ministers that may be in here or watching online. I thank and I praise God for this church body. We are not a huge congregation, but we are power packed. The Lord is in his holy place. And this is God's holy place. And I thank and praise the Lord for all of the growth and the maturity that I have received being a part of this body here. I was teasing Brother Minor I think maybe a week ago when he and I met up at Lady Gladys's house while Pastor Jackson was out of town. And um, you know, it's a, it's a point of laughter now because we can laugh about it, we've matured. And there was a time years ago when I was teaching a choir and he got mad at me because I wouldn't, he wasn't getting his notes and I told him to sit down or something. That's probably not what happened, but I'm, I'm changing the narrative. <laughs> But we ended up having a difficult time in choir rehearsal that night. So much so that he called Pastor Jackson while we were in choir rehearsal to to tattle on me. (laughs) And so the other week, he and I were laughing at that with Lady Gladys. But right now, I thank and I praise God because anything I ask Brother Minor to do, or anyone in this sanctuary for that matter, but I'm just pointing him out, um, to make a point that's going to go along with my sermon today. Anything I ask of him, he'll do it. Anything I ask him to do, well, almost anything, he'll do it for the most part. And that says, that denotes something. That denotes a getting over something, a glitch, and moving forward with your relationship. So, and that's important, isn't it? It's very important. So I want to talk to you today about glitches in your soul. Now, this message may not be for everyone, but it will be for many. So I need you to listen up as much as you can online. Listen as much as you can. Try not to get distracted because there is a word from the Lord. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for your word that has already been spoken in song And uh, in the scriptures, we need you to be glorified. Father, I set myself aside and say, you take lead, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me by your power to deliver a word, Lord God, that will be in time and needed for the people. Be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you're not already sitting, sit. All right. And give me a moment to get my notes up here. Thank you, Elder Jolo, for reading the scripture for me. I asked him to do it last night because it was going to be too much for me to try to get all of that done and other things I was getting, getting done, and so he, he happily, happily agreed. And so we thank and we praise God for you and your family, sir. Now, I want to start off here. Now, I don't know how many of you know this song, but I am sure my youth, I know my children, and I am sure the other kids, youth and young adult, know this song. And it's by a rapper, and his name is Kendrick Lamar. Okay, so we're going to sing this song together, the clean version. You only got one word to say, and you'll know it when I start singing the song, okay? Let me see. My line is going to be pour out. What you going to say? (laughs) <laughs> so every time I say something, every time I call, your response is going to be drank. Okay. So when I, you remember that song? Swimming pools. So he, it goes like this. It goes pour out, headshot, sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, faded, faded. Huh? You guys knew that song, right? You didn't know it? What? Y'all be listening to the Christian station all the time, huh? <laughs> Pray for Minister Smalls. <laughs> but that, I heard that song a couple of years ago when it first came out. And the, the words didn't catch me first. It was the music that caught me. The music was very intriguing. And it drew me closer to want to hear what this guy was talking about. The chorus goes a little bit like this. It says, why you babysitting only three or four shots? I'm gonna show you how to turn it up a notch. First, you get a swimming pool full of liquor and you dive in it. A pool full of liquor and you dive in it. And I know that this is not a Christian song, but stay with me, don't get distracted, okay? Now, the the bulk of the song, is a very good message. The bulk of the song is this young man talking about the patterns that he saw when he was younger. Hear me. He saw his grandfather with a golden flask. You remember the old heads, how they would have the little flask of liquor on their side and they'd take a drink every now and again just to calm their nerves? So he begins in this particular song to talk about the patterns that he saw growing up as a child growing up as a teenager, and then the song proceeds, he begins to become curious and wants to try this method. He says that he sat in his room with the music on repeat, making a vow to do this thing. So he heard this in his life at an early age, and it, the pattern of it or the cycle of it was ingrained in his psyche. Hear what I'm saying? It was ingrained in his psyche. He had nothing to do with it. He was just in an environment. He was in an atmosphere growing up where people drowned their sorrows in the liquor bottle. His, what he wanted to do with the liquor is fit in. And then the song goes on, the second verse, it says this. Well, I'm I'm paraphrasing. It's his conscience talking to him. It says, Kenton, I'm trying, not Kenton. Hey, Kenton Simon, not talking about you. It says, Kendrick, I'm, your, I'm the voice of your conscience. If you take one more sip, you're going to be unconscious. I'm trying to lead you out of this place into victory. But he couldn't. Because now in his psyche is ingrained, pull up, headshot, sit down. Stand up, pass out, wake up, fade it, fade it. Then the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. And once a cycle is started, it is very difficult to break out of it on your own. Whenever you get a chance, listen to swimming pools. Try to listen to the clean version because that other version is, yeah. So it's a very good song. Now, I want to say to you guys this morning, the sermon, like I said earlier, is not for everyone. For everyone, But it's going to be for many of you, okay? The words that I speak today may be oblivious to your situation. But I promise you, you will know somebody that's dealing with what I'm talking about today. Now, do you remember at the beginning of the year, we had a theme that was given to us? And what's the theme? Now is the time. Now we are halfway in. Give me a moment. Let me get this quiet down because it's loud in my ear here. There we go. Now we have made almost the half mark. And if I can sit down with each one of you today and ask you the question, How far have you gotten with the theme, the time is now? How have you made or what type of progress have you made with now is the time being that we are now in the month of May? I'm curious. I want you to take a moment to think about what type of success, what type of forward movement have you done since January the 1st? Now, I know this, is the, this to be the truth. Many of us are marking time, marking time, not really experiencing the movement or understanding for our own lives that now is the time. My message is very simple today. I want to help you. This is for the people whose souls are experiencing a glitch Pull up, headshot, sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, fade it, fade it. There's a glitch in the system that has not been dealt with, and it's causing you to have immobility. You're unable to move. You want to move. You have, the, you have the momentum to move. But something is not allowing you the forward progress that you need. Let's talk about it, and let's provide some help right here, okay? Because God does not want you to go through the rest of this year glitching. He doesn't want none of us. I don't want to glitch for the next six six or seven months. Do you? No, we don't want to do that. So let's look at a simple definition of some synonyms of the word glitch, okay? It's a defect or an error in a program that causes malfunction. Causes something to operate improperly. It causes a temporary setback. It's a small problem or fault that prevents something from being successful or operating the way it should. That's what a glitch is, or a bug. Now, I work for a company, I work virtually from home, and we have what we have to connect to called a VPN. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with a VPN. It is a system that connects you to your company's system securely. And at times, what happens is that the system will glitch, and I have to shut the computer down and start up. Why? Because I'm too busy and wrapped up in needing to get the work done that I neglect to call IT that's over there in Spartanburg, South Carolina and wait for them to return my call to fix the glitch. So what do I do? What is the best thing to do when your system is glitching? Shut it down. Shut it right down. And then what happens when you bring it back up after about five to ten minutes, right? After you bring the system up, about an hour later or 45 minutes later, because the glitch was not properly dealt with, what happens again? It starts glitching again, causing the whole system to malfunction and work improperly. Glitching. Pour out. Headshot. Sit down. Stand up, pass out, wake up, fade it, fade it. So what do we do when we start glitching? Well, a lot of times we don't know you're glitching because you don't want nobody to know that you're glitching. And like I said earlier, if the glitch is never dealt with, it is then integrated into your normal. It becomes a part of your new normal becoming hidden in the layers of the operating system unable to be seen by the naked eye and by you it's a snag and now you allow you've allowed it to be buried so deeply within it's hard to find that joker You try to find the rope rope backwards and, and, and God, why do I always respond this way when this happened? You can't even find the answer because the glitch is your new normal and you've been afraid to deal with it. Now for a while it only appears as if it is hurting you. You are the only one affected, but my friend, it does not just affect you. Sooner or later, It's gonna affect your family, your marriage, your relationship, the way you respond to people, your school, your work. It will come out. So what do glitches look like? Now glitches can take on many different forms, okay? And what my glitch looks like may be very different from what your glitch looks like. So here's some characteristics of a glitch, okay? And this remains the same for everybody across the board. So when I say these couple of characteristics of a glitch, I want you to think about it. And I'm going to give a moment, maybe 10 seconds, between each characteristic that God showed me. And I want you to think about your own life to see where you may be glitching. Okay? This is the same my sister used to say. We used to say it all the time growing up. The first characteristic of a glitch is it's the same soup warmed over. It's the reoccurring storyline in your life. It always brings you back to square one. How many of you ever played our dominoes or did the stacking with the, with the dominoes? You ever stack dominoes on the floor to make a particular, particular pattern and, you know, watch it and, and, and make, you know, anybody? Everybody, anybody ever stacked dominoes before? I don't know how to play dominoes. I'm sure it's a game, but we didn't play the game. We stacked them because it was fun. But the glitch is like dominoes that you are stacking on the floor and you're stacking them knowingly in front of that unruly kid or that unruly cat that you know sooner or later is going to pounce and start the ripple effect early. That's what a glitch looks like. A glitch is like when you try to build a house of cards. Anybody ever tried to put cards together in such a way where they stack on each other and you build them? A glitch is like you trying to build a house of card knowingly under a ceiling fan. It is you doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Glitches, pour out, headshot, sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, fade it, fade it, the same cycle. The ultimate result of the glitching when it is undealt with, listen to me family, is self-sabotage. It is a spiral into defeat. Whenever a glitch is left unchecked in your life, it spirals you in to defeat. We have to deal with the glitches in our life. It's that thing that is buried so deeply inside of you that it is difficult for you to find it and sometimes painful. Painful. To even think about it, to even think about trying to explode, expose, expose it. So what we do, when we, what we do when someone comes close to our glitch, when it's about to be exposed, we deflect. Oh, it's not me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm all right. It's you. Husbands and wives. Oh, I- I'm fine. It's you. It's you that has the problem, not me. When you're dealing with relationships, oh, it's not me. You never take the time to self-examine yourself. It's always this other person because you don't want to touch your glitch. I just want to help you today. I'm almost done because I said, I said, Lord, I don't want to be long today because sometimes when I'm long, you will miss everything I said. I need to give you just enough that when you leave out of this place, stop laughing at me, Brother Bowell. When I get out of this place, you will think about glitch. And these words will resound in your head. If you don't hear nothing else, pull out. <laughs> Headshot. Sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, faded. Because that will remind you of glitches in your life. You know, there is something that is going on right now in our society, and it's called the epidemic of infallibility. Anybody ever heard of that phrasing? It is is when a person refuses to acknowledge when they are in error, they refuse to acknowledge when they are wrong because to admit that you are wrong is admitting that you are not successful. It is, to, to admit that you are wrong is admitting defeat. Epidemic of infallibility. We saw a lot of that last year in our government. We saw a lot of that. But God doesn't want us... It, listen, we are... Imperfect people. The only person, the only one that's infallible is God himself. You make mistakes in yourself, of yourself. You, my dear, are weak. It is only by the help of God that you're able to be strong. Now, I ain't telling you what someone told me. I'm telling you what I know. A glitch is that thing that bends the truth just enough that you give it reason to squat in your life. You know what a squat squatter is? It's someone that has lived long enough in a building. Now they have rights to it. I just want to help you today. What is squatting in your life? That's causing a glitch that you are afraid to expose. The glitch creates an environment in your life. It creates an atmosphere in your life and then sets the tone or the narrative for the remaining of your life. Then it dares you to pursue freedom. I'm a part of you now. I know, you ain't try- I know you ain't trying to leave. I know you ain't trying to get out of here. Uh-uh. No, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to stay right here. I'll give you an example. When I was in college back a couple of years ago <laughs> at Winthrop University, there was a woman. Yeah, woo <laughs> There was a young lady there who was possessed with demons. I'm newly saved, okay, me and uh, a couple of friends, Someone calls my phone. Shall I tell you, so and so is got demons. They're talking, and I oh, "What you calling me for?" <laughs> I'm newly saved. I'm trying to get a hold of my salvation, and you calling me to cast out a demon? I don't know about this. I got myself together. Me and my girlfriend, and we traveled from Lee Wicker to Wofford because that's where she was on the eight, on the 7th floor on the 5th floor actually when we got there she was on the bed just she just going back and forth and wallowing back and forth on the bed just wallowing and I said god i need your help cuz i never did this before i don't even know what to do and so as we were in there and i actually heard this demon Talk from this girl's voice that I know that was on the choir with us with the Ebonites. I know this girl, sweet as apple pie. I know he's talking through her, and he's gonna say to me and my friend, I've been with her since she's been seven. I'm not going nowhere. I was indignant. I may have not known what to do before, but when that joker told me he wasn't going nowhere, The Holy Ghost told me what to do. Oh yes, you are leaving this place. This is God's property. I command you in the name of Jesus to leave. You have no right here. You have to leave. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. Leave in the name of Jesus. I didn't know what to do before. But once that joker told me he wasn't leaving, God told me what to do. I gave that example. To let you know that the devil don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter that the girl that he said that he's been in her since she was seven years old. The devil wants to squat in your life and create the glitches that will cause a false narrative for the rest of your life. We got to dig this stuff up and deal with it and not be afraid of it. This is deeper than bad habits. I'm not talking about you drinking and smoking. I'm not talking about just that. That's a habit that comes from something else. We're not talking about putting a Band-Aid on it. We're tired of Band-Aids. How how many people in here tired of Band-Aids? We got to stop dealing with the symptom and go back and see just where the glitch started in my life. The glitch causes delay and irregularity in your life. You got to be tired of that. It causes delay, irregularity, and immobility. We got to do something about this. So when you hear a sermon like Elder Brown preached the other week, and she tells you to what? Get in sync with the Holy Ghost. You desperately want to. You want to get in sync, but you're sitting there in your seat like, as soon as I leave out here, I'm going to pour out headshot, and I'm not just talking about liquor either. I'm just talking about whatever cycle, whatever glitch is in your life. You pour out, you headshot, you sit down, stand up, pass out, wake up, and fade it. And fade it. You, wanna, you want to be in sync with the Holy Ghost. You just can't. You don't know how. You don't know what to do with it. I hear you, but how, God? So today, I'm going to give you a couple of steps to resolve your glitch. That is if you are willing for a resolution. Now you're going to have to be the one willing for the resolution. I can't make it. I can't make it happen for you. And Holy Ghost is not going to help. He's not going to force it. You're going to have to be the one that say, Holy Spirit, I need your help in this. If not, you'll be glitching to the, the day you die. I don't want that for my life. Do you want it for yours? So let me give you a couple of ways to help. And this is not an exhaustive list. But You need to take notes. You need to, you need to reflect over your life today after you leave out of here. I'm sorry, I don't have a nice Mother Day, Mother's Day speech. But I need to help the people because I'm concerned about your glitches. I'm concerned about the bugs that you've allowed that we've, not just you, me too. Me too. We all got glitches we deal with. I got one right now that's on, on my heels like a like a bloodhound. I'm, I'm just being honest. But I got to deal with it. And I know I can't do it by myself. It's only by the help of the Lord. So every day when I see that thing on the, on my back, I say, God, I need you. Because I don't know if I want I don't know what to do with it. And sometimes I don't want to do nothing with it. I don't want just to stay there and do what it do. I just want to say what I'm saying. Because the truth, regardless if you say amen or not. So let me get to my notes here. Steps to resolving glitches. Number one, you got to open up your mouth and we're going to take our, we're going to take our lead from Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. You have to open up, number one, your mouth and say, Jesus, see me. See me in this place. Remember when Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was there and because he was short in stature, right? He did something about it. God, I need you to see me. I can't, everybody is taller than me. And if I try to push through this crowd, somebody might trample me. I need him to see me. So he became very innovative. I'm gonna run ahead of this crowd and I'm gonna climb up in the tree so that Jesus Christ can see me. So I say to you today, Everyone who's experiencing a glitch, you got to let the Lord see you. You got to let him see those glitches. See me. God, I am imperfect right here. I have a problem right here. Father, I'm not going to deflect this on anybody else. Right here and now, I got a problem. And it's causing me to reset back to square one. Every time, I'm triggered. Jesus, see me. So when Jesus reached the spot where the sycamore tree was and where Zacchaeus was in, Jesus said this, Zacchaeus, come down immediately today. I must stay at your house. Jesus Christ wants to stay at your house today and help you with your glitch Jesus is saying to you today, come out of your pride. Come out of your shame. Come out of your humiliation. Because I want to go to your house today and sit with you and help you. That's number one. Number two, Jesus, save me. In verse 7 through 9, you see that the people began to mutter and complain because Jesus began to talk and invited himself to Zacchaeus' house. But you know what? Zacchaeus didn't even care. He said, he said this, I'll, uh, I'll give half. He was a very rich man. He was a chief um, uh, uh, a tax collector. He didn't even care what the people were saying at this time. He said, Jesus! I will give half of what I make to the poor and every person that I have extorted money from, I will pay them back four times. What does that say? He is, he is confessing to Jesus and he's saying, Jesus, save me. And his proclamation to repent, he's saying, Jesus, save me. We have to be willing to say, Jesus, I need you to save me right here. Now, we are saved when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But there's another work that takes place after salvation. Sanctification takes place after salvation. You have to be willing to say, Father, I need you to sanctify my heart, sanctify my members. These things want to keep me in the holding pattern of pour out, headshot, sit down, stand up. What's the rest? I can't remember. Pass out. Thank you, honey. Wake up and fade it. I can't stay like this the rest of my life. So Jesus, save me. That's what you have to yell out. You're going to have to cry that out to the Lord. If you want the glitch to be turned around and fixed by the ultimate IT guy. <laughs> the last thing is this. Every day of your life, when you begin to see that glitch happening, Jesus, help me. You got to say it out loud. You remember the last verse here in verse 10, it says that the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jeremiah thirty-seven fourteen says this. It says, let me get it to it here. It says, it says heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, Lord, and I will be saved. The Lord is committed to you. He wants to help you out of your glitch. Are you wanting it? Are you ready for the change? It may be painful. It may be a little humiliating. But if you don't want the rest of your life, and listen, family, we cannot say that tomorrow We'll be here. But we have to live this day to the fullest that we can as we are walking this life out. I don't want you to glitch. I don't want to glitch anymore. I'm tired of it. I hope you are too. Almost done here. I want to leave you with two scriptures that I pray that you would take time with this week and meditate on. The first one is Isaiah chapter 42, verse 3. And bear with me as I read it, okay? I I should call Elder Jolo back up here to help me, but I think I'll manage it. Isaiah 42, write it in your phones. Chapter 42, verse 3. And I'm coming from the Christian Standard Version because I love the way it reads. It says, A broken reed he would not break off, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish he will not harm those who are weak and suffering he will faithfully faithfully bring forth justice my friend the lord is not going to kill you he's not going to break you and and he's not going to humiliate you he he wants to help you and here's another scripture. I want you to take it down. Isaiah 35 is one through four. Let me get to the one I really want to get to in this scripture here. We get to it. Okay. Pass number two. Here we go. Verse number three, okay? It says, strengthen the feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. My friend today, the Lord wants to strengthen your hands, giving you the ability to grasp and steady your knees, giving you the ability to stand on firmness. The Lord wants to help you today. The question is this, are you ready to be helped? Are you ready to be helped? You know, I am always amazed how uh, Jesus Christ meets up in his encounter, encounters with people in the Bible. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and I hope this encourages you. Do you remember the woman at the well? He met up with her and had a one-on-one encounter with her. He didn't embarrass her. He helped her. As a matter of fact, she went back to the, she went back to the village and said, come see a man. What about the woman in John chapter eight that was caught in adultery? What did Jesus do? You adulterous woman, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-mm, no, he says, "Woman, where are your accusers?" She looks around and said, "I have none." What well, he says? Neither do I accuse you. But he did tell her this: So go and sin no more. He didn't humiliate her that like they wanted him to do. What about the leper in chapter one of Mark? He came to Jesus and he fell to his face, bowing down. He said, Jesus, Master, if you are willing to make me clean, Jesus says, "Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean if you want to, pretty much. Jesus says, I am willing. So I say to you today that Jesus Christ... You know when I take the earphones off, that means I'm wrapping up. <laughs> I say to you today that Jesus Christ not only wants to help you, but he's willing. You don't want to glitch anymore. It's time out for the glitching. I stay right here because I know we're recording. I don't want to get out of focus. So today, if your operating system Needs to be fixed. Jesus wants to stay at your house tonight. He wants to help you. He wants to help you get it together so that you can move in sync with the Holy Spirit so that no more time will be wasted so that you can feel the success and know that you can have success in Jesus Christ. You don't have to keep glitching. If everyone would, just stand. And those who are watching us live, we say it to you too. God doesn't want you glitching. You're tired of it. You're tired of always being triggered by the same thing. You're tired of deflecting and not taking, an un- taking responsibility or owning it. It makes you feel like you're less than or you're inadequate. But it's Okay. Because in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect. It's okay. You, you know, I learned a lot about Jesus over the past two years, Jonathan. I learned he wasn't sitting high and looking low, ready to zap me when I did something wrong. I I realized as, as I read the Gospels, as I see God incarnate through Jesus Christ, I see a compassionate God. A God who loves me. A God who has my best interests at heart. A God who wants to see me win. That's not giving a license to keep doing wrong. But it sure is good to know that I got God Almighty on my side. Amen. So today, if you are glitching, and your soul is wounded, I'm going to pray for you. I don't think we do the, because of social distancing, we don't come up to the altar. So if that is you, just stay where you are and on Facebook. If you are glitching, You need your operating system to turn around. The master IT guy is waiting for you to come to the foot of the cross. So I'm going to pray right now for everyone who may be glitching. And then I'm going to pray for those who may not even know Jesus Christ yet. And we're going to pray salvation. Okay, so we'll do it like that. Father, Lord God, we thank you, God, for this time in your presence We thank you that you are here and that today you want to spend the night or the day at our homes for salvation has come. Thank you that you don't throw us away when we're wrong. We thank you that by the help of your Holy Spirit, that you're strengthening our feeble hands and our feeble legs. Oh God, we thank you. Now, Father, I pray over each person in this sanctuary today and on Facebook Live or whatever avenues or outlets that we're using today for the feeble, for the ones who are glitching in their souls. Father, I pray by your Holy Ghost that you will give them the help that they need to make a course correction. By your power only, that they'll cry out to you, Jesus, see me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. I thank you for it right now that this word did not go out void, but it's reaching every place that it needs to reach, in every heart that it needs to reach, God. And I thank you, God, that these people will be better because you are willing. We come before your presence, bowing, and say, Here we are. Be glorified in our lives. And may we not lose another seven months glitching. And Father, help us to support each other as we glitch. Be okay with helping someone and not condemn or judge them, but help them stand up, God. Help us, Lord, to help each other. We're a community of believers, and we need each other to survive. Show us how to lean on the other until we gain our strength. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives, in Jesus' name, we pray and give you thanks. Amen, and amen, and amen. Next, I want to pray for the person who may not know the master IT guide, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ made a decision before you were born to come to earth, to live, to walk it, to die the death of a criminal, to be buried and resurrected because that is what needed to happen to purchase us out of the hand of the enemy. He loved you so much, God did, that he gave his only sent forth son, begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I offer Jesus to you today. And if that is you, we want you to contact us on our webpage or at our website. It's going to be right there. I know Trevor's going to put the information out there as I'm speaking. Get in contact with us. Let us disciple you. Let us help you. But I'm going to pray a prayer for you right now, okay? Father, I thank you for those who are not, who are accepting the call to uh, come into the kingdom with you being the head of their lives. I thank you, Lord God, for their lives. I want you to say this with me. Say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe you, God, that you sent Jesus Christ to the earth to die for my sins. And now he is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for me. I forgot to say that before I started praying. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead on the third day, you believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you are saved. Now I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for each person that has accepted salvation today. We thank you, Lord God, for the adding to the kingdom. Oh God, be glorified in their lives, Lord. Let them know that they are not alone. Father, let them know that we care for them and we love them. Lord, give them a heart to want to do right, I pray, Lord God, that they will connect themselves to a ministry um, that will help them be discipled into the truth of who you are. That they won't be um, tumbleweeds um, without a foundation or not, not having something to hold on to, Lord God. That they will connect themselves with a local church body that will teach them and love on them and bring them into the full knowledge of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen.